Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and salutations. This is Hempware Radio with your host, Tyler Hemp. We are broadcasting from beautiful, sunny Southern California, and we have another amazing hemp episode laid out for you today. Uh, you can access all of Hempware Radio archives on blogtalkradio.com forward slash hempaware. And if you haven't already, visit hempaware.com to sign up for the Hempaware Membership Club to get discounts on hemp products all year long, among many other benefits. Our title for today's hemp episode is Hemp Storytime with Artist Michael M. This is going to be a blast. I can just feel it. Since our show, now our shows are currently only 30 minutes, so we're going to jump right into storytime with my dear friend and hemp colleague, artist Michael M., who is the creator of digitalhemp.com, and the digitalemperor.com, which is Jack Herrer's book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes, in digital format, which is a very cool resource to have access to, and it's all free there for you to to uh, have access to. He's also involved with many other hemp-based projects, and um, he's one of the greatest artists that I know, and it's an honor and a privilege to have him on the show. So welcome aboard, Michael M. Thanks so much for coming on the show with us today. Blessings and thanks, and uh, boy, this is going to be fun. Yes, it is. Now, we've (laughs) known each other for over 10 years, and I've heard so many cool stories about hemp and old wives' tales and historical events from you, and and I thought that today could be a place for us to share some of these cool stories with our listeners. Wonderful. I can't wait to do this. Awesome. So, So... Before we get into some of the stories um, about hemp and how it's been woven into our history, what inspired you to be involved and be in the hemp movement? Of all the things, uh, uh, the the one word that I didn't know throughout my whole education, I I was not introduced to the word until uh, hemp, until Jack walked into my office when I was 40 years old. Uh, he walked wow. into the studio, uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, I'm a I'm an artist. I do sign painting, and uh, he went 
he is a former sign broker. He went to the sign supply house, asked who is the guy that smokes cannabis, and everybody said that man because he sees it as a civil rights issue. He, he came to my office. Uh, I had my drawing of Jim Morrison up, reaching out to, uh, to breaking on through, and then he introduces me to the word hemp. Now, I vaguely recall hearing the word hemp uh, uh, or hearing the, or reading the word hempened rope in the in the Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man in the Sea, where the rips mm. uh, where the uh, where the rope slipped through his hands and and made him bleed. I had mm. no I never researched that word hempened. Anyway, I found out what he what he was doing. He said he he had a uh, he had all kinds of attention from the media, but he, he all of his uh, graphics were uh, not up to pe- uh, par. So my mm-hmm. job was to interpret everything and uh, uh, put it out in graphics so that the camera people could pick it up on the, uh, every news across the nation. I later went on tour with him. Uh, Very and cool. All across the country. Anyway, that's how I was introduced Wait. to it. So are you saying that when Jack Herrer used to display his booths uh, on Venice in, Cal- in Southern California, are you saying all of your art was his banners up at, in, in Venice? Yes, uh, we, I did. Uh, uh, I worked uh, the hemp boat for two years on Venice Beach, and uh, we just loaded it up with uh, uh, three foot by eight foot, three foot by ten foot, and then standing uh, uh, five foot by two foot uh, uh, upright uh, banners all the way across. Then we did show cards. We did. Uh, I did. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm responsible for the medical marijuana logo and. Uh, the two versions that are used in every state now for legalization. So very I cool, very heavily with uh, with Jack and now without. Awesome. Well, because today is such a short show, um, I would love yes. to have you on in the future sometime. Again, we can cover you know many more stories and topics. But let's talk about the word cannabis. I know you describe it in such a, a cool way in terms of its origins, you know, the etymology of the word cannabis, and then also its origins, where it actually comes from. Is cannabis extraterrestrial? Does it come from another planet? And, and can you tell us about that? Okay, well, uh, uh, okay, you have to break the word cannabis down first, and then you'll get a direct translation from the ancient uh, Greeks who took the name and gave it to the ancient, uh, or uh, took it from the ancient Egyptians. Now, canna is canine, or uh, uh, dog. Bis, or by, is two. So it's the two-dog plant from the two-dog star. Now, hemp is the only natural fiber on Earth that twists to the left. The whole other natural fibers twist, basically twist to the right. Some make uh, like uh, uh, jute does twist to the left, but it can be grafted. Uh, you can't graft hemp onto jute, so that means that its DNA probably doesn't, uh, because of the opposite twist. You cannot uh, uh, graft uh, graft hemp with any other fibrous plant. Uh, I, uh, mm. I the the next step is does its DNA twist to the left, and if it does then more than likely it did come from an extraterrestrial source because 99.99999 tenths of all DNA in Earth twists to the right. So uh, Fascinating. I really, 
I really believe the ancients were saying, man, this stuff is out of this world. Wow. So so cannabis is the two-dog plant, which comes from the two-dog star? Uh, which is what we call now Sirius. Sirius is Very the star from according to the ancient Egyptians, the uh, goddess Shashat brought hemp from the two-dog star for us to use in every manner for paper, fabric, fuel, food, medicine, paints, varnishes, lamp oil, sealants, for every reason, but most of all to be used as incense in prayer. You cannot gain mm. the divine's attention until you uh, you use cannabis in your prayer. Otherwise, it'll probably go unanswered. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Now well, we're getting a yes. Go on. Well, there's um, you know, there's a lot of of facts that are are, are proven to show the evidence of how hemp has been used for food or you know fiber clothing shelter and um and so it is one of the most if not the most valuable resource on the planet which is why we have this radio station so that we can hempicate and empower as many people as possible so that we can start providing food shelter and clothing for as many people on the planet and um you know, the topic for today's show is story time with artist Michael M. You you are one of the greatest artists that I know when it comes to graphic design, but also just freehand. You you have such an amazing talent and I'm I'm so thankful to um to have you on the show. One of the stories that you tell me and you've told me before is about the story of Popeye and how there's actually an underlying story that is behind the whole Popeye cartoon. Can you tell us about yeah. that story and how it relates to cannabis? Absolutely. This is probably one of the most important uh, stories to tell. Uh, Okay, Uh, you have to go back to the 1920s. In the 1920s, out-of-control corporations uh, were called Bluto Corporations, uh, B-L-U-T-O. Those were the corporations that didn't care about the source of where it's coming from. They just strip it, uh, take from the community, and get out. Um, uh, now, the other thing, we have to go back to Louis B. Armstrong. Uh, he, as a jazz musician in New Orleans, uh, the code word for cannabis back then was spinach. Hey, man, you're holding the spinach? You got the green? That's uh, 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 So whenever Louis B. Armstrong was out, let's say, in Europe or anywhere else traveling, and he needed his cannabis, he would write to his uh, manager and say, hey, send me my spinach or my arrangements. And there were no arrangements. So (laughs) it's obvious that the man was asking for something else in code. Yeah, right. Right. So so now Popeye represents the natural cycle. Popeye, uh, you know, the the paper, the fabrics, the the Bibles, the books, the, uh, the, the maps, the the flags, the pennants, the sails, all of that was made out of hemp, including including the ship itself. It, it only cost $40,000 to build a ship back then, but it took $400,000 to outfit it in hemp, in the sealants and the paints, the varnishes, everything. So, okay, now, Bluto represents the synthetic toxic sickle, 
And I say sickle because once it's expelled, it, nothing can take it out of the air, nothing living. So uh, the, the story is all about which way do we go which, uh, for our fuel? Do we go to the natural cycle where its worst emission is what you exhale, next year's crop is reconverting it back into oxygen again, or do we go to the toxic sickle? Now, that battle, mm. uh, 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 now, Bluto would take olive oil into uh, uh, almost to rape, She's, uh, and Popeye's chained. He sucks his spinach through his pipe. Uh, he gets big and strong from the superior uh, protein value in the, in the hemp seed itself. And then he's able to beat and rescue, beat um, uh, Bluto and rescue olive oil. Now, olive oil represents the energy source, olive oil. Which way do we go? So uh, the whole story is about, and, and at the end, he uh, says, I'm Popeye the Sailor Man, toot toot off of his pipe and gives you a big wink. <laughs> so we're Very all interesting. about cannabis. The whole thing is that Very in, in many stories, it's all about cannabis. And then what was, wasn't there something also in that story about industry? Well, that was uh, Bluto. Uh, industry uh, repre- is represented by Bluto, and that's what they used to call out-of-control corporations, Bluto corporations. And then in, in Dust We Try or something, wasn't it oh, in Dust oh, We well, Try? Yeah, yeah. In the original cartoons, he had, like Linus, he had dust always around him. So it's always in in Dust We Try, industry. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's just amazing how the words are right there in front of us. And even the stories are there but we, uh, until you're made conscious of it. It's a subliminal message to you. Right. Well, thank you so much. We're going to go to a short break, and we'll be right back with artist Michael M. at Storytime here on Hempware Radio. Have you visited BulkHempWarehouse.com today? Discover dozens of bulk hemp products for great prices. Hemp seeds for your salads and smoothies. Custom tailored hemp clothing for your profession. Hemp fabrics, hemp foods, along with hemp body care goods and tons of other great items. Visit BulkHempWarehouse.com today to get the best prices and a huge variety of healthy hemp goods for you and your family. Hemp protein, hemp oils, hemp yarn, hemp books, and raw hemp fibers. Connect with us today and tell us what your project is and how we can help integrate hemp seamlessly. Just visit BulkHempWarehouse.com today. Welcome back. This is Hempware Radio with your host, Tyler Hemp. We have artist Michael M. on the show today. Michael M., tell us about the story of the Wizard of Oz. This is the grandest story of all. It was written by a gentleman who grew up on a farm, watched his dad go from being a farmer to being a banker to being an oil man. Um, the uh, the way I was, uh, I finally recognized it when uh, uh, when uh, it actually was her dog Toto, which is two two. That's the two dog. <laughs> Uh, reference. Right. Now, uh, the Wizard of Oz really means uh, it's he's the Wizard of Ounces, of OZs. And the uh-huh. OZ 
is uh, he's the Wizard of Oz, and it's in, he lives in the Emerald City. And when they go there, they get on a horse of a different color, which represents the different flavors or or genes. Uh, uh, Variety. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the Dorothy represents we the people. The Tin Man is industry without a heart. Uh, the scarecrow is agriculture without a brain, and the lion is the cowardly lion. Is are the cowardly politicians that didn't stand up to the petrochemical, pharmaceutical, timber, alcohol, and tobacco industries that all got together to make make hemp illegal in 1937 using racism as the key. But now, um, uh, let's see. So they have to go uh, follow the yellow brick road. Uh, to the Emerald City, well, all uh, cannabis was always sold in bricks. Even today, it's sold in mm-hmm. bricks, and it's in it's in gold. Uh, the path is made of gold. Uh, they have mm-hmm. to pa- pass through the uh, for, uh, the field of addiction, which is that poppy field. They fall asleep, and then they're awakened. They come out of addiction using cannabis. In the 1920s, the uh, the uh, uh, temperance union would say to get off of alcohol, smoke cannabis. So wow. uh, now uh, the um, let's see. So we're uh, the whole thing is all about cannabis and how it's being. Oh, the wicked witch of the west is the military-industrial complex, the flying monkeys and all of that. That represents the military, and she represents. Mm. The industrial part of that always costing more. Look at, us, look at us. Think of our country has been in. Uh, we're under 240 years, and we've been at war for 218 years. That's got to tell you something. Uh, yeah. Now, Wizard uh, of Oz uh, 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 is all about cannabis, and it's about uh, oh, oh, the mun- the munchkins. Come on, the munchies. They make the munchies. <laughs> Come on. Right. <laughs> it's it's all about, it's all about uh, uh, at least subliminally letting people know that cannabis is your friend. It is not only right. your friend; it is your protector. It is your independence. It is everything. So that's mm. what the story represents to me. Oh, that's so awesome! It's it's amazing to see how you know it's always been there for us to see. The truth. And yeah, he says. The, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. He says, uh, the wizard says before she goes to the uh, to Oz, uh, she meets him on the road and he's cooking up some hot dogs on a stick, and Toto or Tutu the dog uh, takes the dog off of the uh, stick and she reprimands the dog for Tutu or Toto for uh, uh, taking the dog and he, and the, the wizard says, oh that's okay. From one dog to another. I mean, the message ah. can't be clearer. Right. And by the way, she sings the song, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, where bluebirds sing. The bluebird will not sing, or the songbird will not sing, without hemp seed in its diet. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is, it's that is true. That's one of the that's one of the largest uses of hemp seeds is for 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 birds for um for bird seed. For bird That's the seed. only reason why it was allowed back and um, allowed to come into the country 
but they cook it so that there are no viable seeds, or at least one out of a thousand might take root. But right, cooked. exactly. Very fascinating. Well, you heard it, folks. Next time you watch The Wizard of Oz, make sure you have cannabis uh, on your mind and, and be focusing on every uh, subliminal thing that you can find just so uh, you can see how fascinating it is. I'm sure there's several other references and, and movies and things that we can find that are, um, you know, telling you the truth about cannabis and how beneficial and valuable it is for food, shelter, clothing, medicine, uh, and so many other different benefits. Now, Michael M., it is true that you uh, were arrested with Jack in so South Carolina. Is that true? Yes, in 1991, and on, uh, let's see, Halloween morning on the 2 o'clock side, we were uh, stopped and arrested uh, for uh, two ounces of marijuana, two ounces of uh, mushrooms, and two doses of acid. I was told I wouldn't see daylight for 28 years. Eight days later, they dropped the charges, thanked us for teaching them about marijuana and how it can help with uh, chemotherapy and uh, as medical marijuana and promised they would never arrest anyone ever again for a marijuana offenses in their town. That was Winsboro, hmm. South Carolina. Wow. Uh, and story, so when, uh, it, yes, go on. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you obviously had to say something uh, convincing to let them, to, to inspire them to want to drop the charges. So what happened? Okay. What happened was uh, when I was arrested, the next day I got my drawing materials. I'm a portrait artist, so I started doing portraits of every person in the jail. There were 28 of us uh, that were in a cell built for 12. I did everyone's portrait, and while I was doing it, I was hitting them with the hemp information. Now, uh, uh, the marijuana laws are based on racism. Uh, 70 years ago, 75 years ago, most people don't realize this. But a non-white could not look at a per white person in the eye for more than three seconds. You couldn't step on their shadows. And God forbid if they were caught staring at a white woman, that was rape and you were put into prison for life. Well, in the, in the, uh, in the uh, record, the only record that we have of the, uh, the hearings about marijuana, they said uh, uh, one of the uh, – I'm sorry, one of the uh, senators said – Look at those Negroes and Mexicans. They're staring at us right in the eye. They're stepping on our shadows. Uh, they're, and they're t taking our white women into jazz clubs, and they tap their feet. Well, that's racism. <laughs> I think. Once, once everybody realizes that it's a racist law, it's over with. Now, back yeah. to the, uh, the other story. I was teaching them that. Uh, the guards started next day. Guards started asking questions. The next day... The, the third day, they were asking really intelligent questions, so I knew somebody was asking, directing them to ask those questions. And then on the fourth day, we were called into the jail administrator's office, who, by the way, was the most important uh, person in any maritime issue that you wanted to change the history on. You needed his signature to do it. He was the Ph.D. Wow. to see that. Okay. We walk into his room. He has every famous ship. Um, uh, around in that room, done in relief, and wow. uh, he watched, and he told Jack, "I've had all kinds of people in my jail. I've had murderers, rapists, con artists. You tell, uh, you name it. I've had them here. I'm getting calls from CNN, NBC, and ABC. They're all asking me why am I holding the hemp tour hostage? What is hemp, and who are you? 
And Jack looked at me uh, and, and then said, uh, looked at him and said, I have one question. What were the sails made out of on old Ironsides? He said, uh, cotton. Well, anybody who knows anything about anything knows that cotton won't last for more than three months out in the salt air. Mm. So it took us an hour and a half to bring him, bring him up to speed. We found out later that he went back home, got the, the we were in a, uh, a sharecropper's uh, town. The, the descendants still have their land and mule and all of that. The, he went back and opened up uh, letters written on hemp, fresh as the day they were written, talking about hemp sowing, how many seeds they had to live on until the harvest, year after year wow. after year. was so upset at his educational system that they all decided uh, to drop it when uh, drop the charges. When we walked, we had to pass Judge Weed's office to get to Judge J.J. Hood, and uh, he had a cancer uh, on his throat and a patch on there. Uh, the judge, or, or the judge, told Sheriff Bubba to undo uh, Jack's sh- uh, shackles, and as he was doing that, he said, uh, "Mr. Hare, is it true that marijuana is good for chemotherapy? You see, my sister is ailing, and she ain't doing too well. She can't hold down her food." Will marijuana help in any way? And Jack looked at him and said, you get her so stoned, she's stoned. And then you get her real stoned, and then you get her stone stoned, and I guarantee you she'll get the famous munchies, and she'll get the will to live. And his response mm. was, you hear that, Judge? If anybody catches me with marijuana, you know it's for my sister. <laughs> wow. That is so that, fascinating. All it takes, I mean, that proves that if you know the hemp information, they cannot not only not lie to you, but they can't hold you. Exactly. Interesting. Because the truth well, is that the is truth. A, exactly. And I truly, humbly, honestly believe that the United States is waking up just like every other industrial nation around the world, and we are seeing the benefit and the value, and it's up to us, the people, to make the decisions, to purchase the products that are made of hemp, to be talking about hemp, to be sharing it with our friends, our families, writing blogs about it, making videos about it. And, you know, whatever industry that that you are in, may you ask, how can I integrate hemp into the industry or into the profession that I am in? And that's why we're here, to support you and to help you, to encourage you to integrate hemp into your daily life. Because the more that we support hemp, the more that we're involved in the hemp movement and utilizing hemp on a daily basis, the quicker we're going to experience a a relief of economic um, benefit. We're going to experience environmental benefit, career benefits. There's going to be more jobs available. And um, so with that said, Michael M., you are one of the greatest artists that I've ever met. How has hemp been integrated into your art and into your profession and how do you use hemp you know in your art or how could it be used in your art well first of all um uh, the kind of art i'm doing as far as i know no one has ever done i'm I'm working with uh, uh subliminal imagery everywhere there's shadows there are hidden images all in 3d without viewers or glasses um uh as far as I know, no one's done it. Maybe the ancient uh, Egyptians did it, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, I cannot do any artwork until unless I'm totally stoned. If I'm not stoned, I'm not going to 
uh, I, I can't produce because I get hmm. impatient because it, it, it is a way that helps me focus so well that I can go, uh, uh, I can work day after day, hour after hour, week after week on the same thing and and see subliminal images that eventually become uh, a story in a chapter in a mm-hmm. book. So I'm using cannabis, uh, literally the tar in the, I'm blending it with the work so, as well. So anyway, there we are. I'm, uh, it's just fun. Awesome. Very interesting. Well, we have about 90 seconds left for our show today. And I would love okay. to have you on the show in the future, Michael M., if you'd be so willing to uh, join us at another another time. I'm honored. And Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing the stories about hemp. There's so much more that we could share. The benefit and the value of hemp is, is, is um, almost unstoppable. I mean, there, there are so many uses of hemp. There are so many things that we can do to improve our lives on a daily basis by consuming hemp. So this is your host, Tyler Hemp, with Hemp Aware Radio. We broadcast here every Tuesday at 11 a.m., It's been so fun uh, today sharing these stories about hemp with you. And we will be back next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Check out uh, all the archived shows on iTunes, podcast, library. They're all there archived for you. Please share them on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on whatever social platform that you're on. And uh, spread the word about hemp because it's important. We're here to empower and educate your hemposphere. And uh, we're doing it one radio show at a time. We have some things that are going to be laid out for you in the near future, some projects that you can get involved with. And we're really excited about that. So stay tuned and join us next week on Hemp Aware Radio. We love you. <laughs>